Hello, hello. I'm welcoming you to another episode. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about minimalism and travel and picking up and living a non-conventional lifestyle. And lots of questions that you may have had about minimalism will be answered in this episode by our guest, Amy Tollefsrud, who is a nutritional therapy practitioner and the CEO of Rebel Nutrition, an online business aimed at helping women heal their bodies through nutrition so that they finally have the energy to start living their most inspired life. After finding herself thousands of dollars in debt, stuck in a soul-sucking job, and living a generally uninspired life, Amy and her hubby decided to step away from the conventional model of success and sell nearly all of their possessions in order to move to Maui, Hawaii, and they haven't looked back since. She has become more and more passionate about the benefits of minimalist living as its positive effects on both her physical and mental health. She now lives and runs her business from inside their 120 square foot tiny home hut shack creating online courses and sharing her minimalist journey with others through her instagram and articles for mind body green this is awesome i i just love that her and her husband were like hey we're just gonna do this we're gonna do it and they did it and now she's here to chat with us what it's like. So I hope you enjoy this episode before we head on over and I introduce Amy. Here is the review of the week and this comes from Love My Hoops and they say thank you with five stars. I loved your topic on eight ways to know if a relationship is worth it. Thank you. I love that you love that episode so thank you for sharing that with me. If you have not left a review on the show that would be sweet and if you don't want to that's sweet too. Either way thank you for listening to this podcast. It means the world to me and I'm so grateful that you do so. Okay, so let's see what announcements do I have today. As always, I am so excited about my Confidence Revival retreat coming up. The Confidence Revival will be May 14th to the 18th. So I would love for you to join us if you feel that you are ready and excited and desiring a revival of your spirit. And if you want to step more into your femininity and stop being a perfectionist and stop waking up every morning worrying about this or that or getting this thing done or having this perfect body or what is he thinking about me? If you're done with that, come to the Confidence Revival. It's going to be at the Kripalu Center for Yoga and Health, which is a world-renowned center raved by some of the biggest game changers in our world who do their own retreats there. I'm so excited to have my retreat there. Food will be provided three meals a day. There are going to be yoga. There's going to be dance. There's going to be hiking and guided lessons and lots of workshop time with me as well as some one-on-one time. So if you're like, that sounds cool, but it's not for me because I just have never been on a retreat and I don't know how I'm going to get there and do this. Hey, girlfriend, let this conversation I have with Amy inspire you because start here. This is a great place to start if you're ready to do a little bit of travel and just get a little bit out of your comfort zone, but I'll hold your hand the whole way. And it's at a retreat center. So you're going to have an amazing time. You're going to be diving deeper into life, learning things and reviving your spirit so that when you go home, you are filled up. So check that out. Also, tomorrow night, I am having, I'm doing a webinar called Become More, Do Less. It's a free workshop. It's online. It's going to be around an hour. Anyone can join, but only 100 spots are available in the call. So at, at any given time, only 100 people can be in the call. But if you're on the list to come, even if you can't make it inside, you will get a replay. You will get an instant replay that I will email to you afterwards. So make sure you are signed up. I know in the past, 
I have done webinars and then I've put them on the podcast later. I won't be doing that. This webinar is, this free workshop is only for the people in there or the people on the list. So if you're like, ah, it's tomorrow night, I want to come, just go to the show notes for this episode and then sign up and then get on the list for the Become More Do Less free workshop where we're going to be talking about letting go of perfectionism. I'm going to be talking about harmonizing the feminine and the masculine. I'm even going to be sharing what the feminine and the masculine are. There's going to be a free gift, lots of goodies and insights, and then I'm going to give you four ways to become more by doing less, four concrete ways that I've done in my own life. Make sure you sign up for that if you're like, um, what's the link, Madeline? Then it's maddiemoon.com dash become more. So if you just type that in, if you're not by a computer or you just want to remember it for later, become more. That is what the URL is. So check that out. I cannot wait to see you there if you choose to come. If you want more from me, you can always head on over to maddiemoon.com or listen to previous episodes of the podcast because there are so many of them and I would love for you to check them all out. So thanks guys for coming on around. I am back in America, back from Europe. I am so happy to be home. I have been Instagram storing up a bunch about getting back into my routine and the swing of things, and it's just been great. I feel my own little revival of the spirit by being back home and in my routine in my apartment with my dog, all that good stuff. So without further ado, let's go head on over to the show. You are now entering the Mind Body Musings podcast. If you find yourself hungry for growth, eager for inspiration, and longing for self-improvement, welcome home. Hosted by motivational speaker and life coach Maddie Moon, you can be certain you will learn how to change your life in magical ways in each and every episode. Are you ready to stop caring what other people think? Is it time you break limiting beliefs and empower your whole being? Do you know how to use the one life you've been given to the absolute fullest? Join Maddie Moon and her inspirational guests every Wednesday for the life altering discussions on freedom, vulnerability, abundance, and so much more. For more insight, grab your free gift on maddiemoon.com and uncover your own once-in-a-lifetime greatness within. If you have kind words to say, feel free to leave a review on the show in iTunes or send your favorite episode to a friend. We look forward to hearing your insights and growing together in unexpected ways. And now, without further ado, here's your host, Maddie Moon. Hey everyone and welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 143 with Amy and I am so excited to talk with Amy. You may recognize her name because, well, her last name's Tollef's Rude. That's how you say it. <laughs> um, but she wrote a guest post on my website, geez, maybe like a year ago, um, maybe longer. I don't really know, but it was called Why You Don't Need to Love Your Body and it was wonderful where she discussed how body love, the opposite of that isn't body hatred, it can be body acceptance and starting there. And that was just a beautiful post, got a lot of traction on my site. So I will make sure that I include the link to that on the show notes for this. But now we get to chat today, actually get to talk. And I am delighted for that. So we have quite a few different topics that we want to cover. And I'm stoked to get her perspective and insight. And her life's just pretty awesome. So I'm excited to dive deep. So welcome to the podcast, Amy. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Yay. Okay. So we were just talking before this and you are recording this in Maui. Yes. Yes. In Maui. In your hut, which is <laughs> a teeny tiny little home. Yes. 
Yes, it's about, I I haven't measured it, but I think it's probably about 120 square feet. So definitely tiny. (laughs) Wow. So we'll get into that in a second. First, I want to talk to you about your background. That's always the first thing we chat about on this. So give my listeners some insight into how you became a nutritionist, a minimalist, what kind of things you had to go through in your life to get to this point. Definitely. Um, Well, I'll just uh, touch quickly on my the nutrition piece. So I'm a nutritional therapy practitioner right now, um, and I have an online business. But I got into that actually through my own struggles with food. And um, I had an eating disorder for many years. And through that kind of had a lot of different health challenges. And um, through kind of changing my diet and my mindset and kind of learning to fuel my body properly, it totally changed my life. And so that's kind of how I got into the nutrition side of things. Um, But then in terms of the life I live now, which I still have my online business, but I'm kind of transitioning to more of trying to be a little bit more kind of inspirational, I guess, in the sense that, you know, you don't have to necessarily live a conventional life to be happy. Um, and so now where I am, I obviously, like you said, I'm in Maui now and I, uh, would describe myself as a minimalist, but, um, did you want me to kind of just explain how I got to where I am now in terms of minimalism? Yeah, sure. That's fine too. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so I guess about two years ago, um, I, my husband and I were living in Colorado and we had found ourselves kind of in a place financially that wasn't great and had to actually move into a room in my sister's house at the time, which was very kind of her, but obviously not ideal for um, us as we were married. But um, and then we we both kind of found ourselves in these in jobs that were, you know, the average nine to five that were just not really fulfilling to either of us. But I think we both kind of had this idea that if we kept working hard and made enough money that you know, things would change and we'd be happier and everything would just fall into place. And unfortunately, that's not really what happened. So we, um, we kind of got into a little bit better place financially. And then from there, we bought a tiny house in Colorado. So that was really cool. Um, and kind of was our first step into downsizing and getting into, um, the land of minimalism, I guess you could say we had to obviously get rid of a lot of things to move into our tiny house. Uh, but from there we kind of find our, found ourselves like, okay, this is awesome. But now we have this new mortgage and I had gone back to school for nutrition. So we had even, we tacked on more debt than we had before. And we just still found ourselves like in this place of feeling really trapped financially. Um, and even with the amount of stuff that we still had. So I guess long story short, um, the kind of pivotal moment for us is we, we were actually watching Anthony Bourdain, one of his shows, and we both were just like, let's sell everything and make it uh, like realistic. Let's, let's move to Maui because that had always been a dream of ours to live by the beach. And that was kind of the moment we decided, okay, we're going to get really serious about um, downsizing our belongings, selling everything we don't need. Uh, really being strict about budgeting and trying to figure out ways to be smarter with our money so that we could actually um, make our, you know, our dreams come true, basically. Wow, that's so impressive and so exciting. Like, I, I feel that so many people have that desire, that initial spark in their relationship with someone or just a relationship with themselves where they're like, ah, 
that is an amazing lifestyle. And it's followed by like a really quick dream of like, I could do that. And then very quickly followed by, but no, and then they shove it away and then they don't return to it. So when y'all had that initial conversation watching Anthony Bourdain, which by the way, he was the person that got me obsessed with Thailand when I watched an episode when he went to Thailand when I was in high school and I became so infatuated. Don't know why, but I saw Anthony Bourdain recently live and it was such a cool experience. He made fun of all trend diets. It was hilarious. <laughs> he walks. He's such a cool person. And oh my gosh. Have you seen I him love live? Him. No, I haven't seen him live, but I've watched like almost probably every one of his shows. <laughs> He's a comedy, a comedy guy. Like he, that's his thing is stand up. And I had no idea. So when I thought I was going to go to this show, I thought it was going to be like, let's talk about your awesome lifestyle. But it was just tons of skits. It was hilarious. But, um, oh my God. Awesome. It. Anyways, <laughs> that conversation, that initial conversation where we all were like, let's sell our stuff and go to Hawaii. Like, how did you actually follow up with that? What did the steps look like where you had this conversation? You both got excited, but I'm sure there were roadblocks along the way and they could have easily made you say, no, this isn't practical enough. Oh, totally. I mean, yeah, it was definitely like we were on a high after that conversation. And then the next couple months were actually figuring out the logistics of how we were going to make that happen. And it was a lot. I mean, that part was probably even more stressful than just the financial burden that we had before that, because I mean, from there, we had to figure out, you know, how to what to do with our tiny house, because obviously, we couldn't bring that. Um, we also had to unfortunately get rid of the dog that we had, which was really, really hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that you went through something similar to that, too. Yeah. Um, so that that was really difficult. And then also just figuring out the logistics of like, okay, once we move to Maui, like, where are we going to live? It's obviously not cheap to live here. Um, How are we going to bring? Well, we I guess we didn't really have much stuff. We didn't ship anything because we just took suitcases. But um, just, you know, starting over in a new place has got all of its own challenges. So um, yeah, the next couple of months, we're just figuring out everything like what we were going to do. And I mean, a lot of it was hard and stressful, but a lot of it also really kind of the big stuff fell into place. And that made me feel really, um, just good, good about the decision that we were making and felt like it was meant to be. So that, that helped a lot. And I guess in that sense, we were definitely very blessed. Beautiful. When you said that it's an expensive place, totally. Can you talk a little bit more about that and how you've made that work for the two of you? Because obviously you don't have a lot of expenses and so that probably helps a lot, but I'm sure there had, there has to be some money mindset hurdles as well to believe that, yes, I can do this. I can afford this. I can create this money. I can create these funds. And with that could come a little bit of manifestation and a little bit of, uh, I mean, obviously a lot of hard work, but how did you not let that deter you? And how does that become something that's more a part of your lifestyle now? Totally. Yeah. I mean, a a huge part of it was um, just manifesting and believing. I mean, because obviously, if any other (laughs) normal person in our situation probably would have thought like, okay, we do not have the money to move to Maui right now. So let's just pump the brakes. But we just both believed, I think that it was the right thing to do and believed that it would it would happen. And obviously, there was a lot of hard work involved with, um, you know, making enough money and selling enough to have the funds to do it. But yeah, a lot of it was mindset stuff. Um, but in terms of how we afford to live here now, um, I don't know if I mentioned yet that, Oh, I, I did. Yeah. So we live in the tiny hut, which is very low rent. Obviously it's very small. Um, but we also, 
I mean, we both drive used cars that, um, so we don't have car payments because we just bought very used <laughs> cheap cars. Um, so that helps a lot. And then just getting rid of all of the things that are kind of unnecessary. So like we don't have a TV. I do have, we do have Netflix like on, on my laptop. So we pay for that, but, um, other like kind of monthly, monthly fees that we just got rid of like everything we possible possibly could. And that even like started dripping into, you know, things like a gym membership, which I don't have anymore, which is totally freeing. So that's like another area of minimalism that I have, um, or sort of my routine that I've downsized is like taking away that piece, but also, um, still finding ways to like be active and support my body without having to like be in the gym for an hour and a day. Oh, it's so freeing. When I went to Kauai, which is my favorite place ever, it really is just... Oh. Oh, I'm going there in a couple of weeks. Are you I'm really, so excited. Yeah. I love it. It's such oh, a beautiful so place. Excited. Oh my gosh. I freaking... I just die for it. Make sure that you go to... Um, man, what is it called? Wailua River? I think that's what it's called. Oh, okay. So what I did is... Well, I did, went with a group, but we kayaked like two miles down or it's the waterfall. Wailua. I think it's Wailua. Jeez, I have to check because I could be saying the wrong thing. But you kayak down and then you get off and then you, you hike through the forest up to a waterfall and then the group hangs out there for a bit. Um, you can bring like little tiny things of Malibu or whatever, Malibu rum or like just enjoy yourself and then then you walk back down and then you kayak back and it's like a full day I feel like if I remember correctly but it's so much fun and the food there is great obviously the people are so nice but yes when you are saying when you and your hubby what is his name his name's Eric when you and Eric were like we're gonna do this yeah and like most people would be like okay we don't have the funds we can't do it never mind honestly I believe I really believe this is the bottom of my heart when something you want something so bad, like nothing stops you. And it sounds so cheesy and it sounds so corny, but that's how everything is I've ever gotten in my life. Honestly, I, I feel that it's because of that reason. It's not that it's handed to me. I want to go to Europe. So I make it happen. Like I just want to go, even if it's crazy expensive and there's this and that sometimes just by asking favors, you can get around a problem or by staying up a little later one extra night reading other people's stories of how they've made something happen or making connections with people and asking, hey, do you have a friend of a friend who could let me stay at this place for a while until I get on my feet or this or that? So many creative ways to make things happen, especially when it comes to money. There's such a scarcity mindset around this, but it's available. It is abundant. Maybe it's not currently on your card, but it's here. It's waiting for you and it's ready. And you just have to look for new ideas or things that can spark your interest and your attention and your love. And then voila, you get energy in return for this. And I know some people might be listening like, okay, you know, bullshit, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's really true. It is so true. Has, have you noticed this in your own life and other areas? Oh my gosh. So true. So that's actually how, when we figured out for sure that we were moving, um, I actually have a couple of friends that live here just cause I, I lived here when I was younger and I, I reached out to them, even though, I mean, we don't talk on a daily basis. And I was like, hi, like, Hey, do you guys know of anything? Um, and that's how we found this hut. So, I mean, it was totally through reaching out to other people that, um, we found our place to live, which has been absolutely amazing. I mean, the people that own it are just incredible. And, 
So totally. And then then we had actually some friends that moved the, to the island a couple weeks ago and we were like, OK, we need to like pay it forward. So we let them use our cars for a while. And I just I totally agree with everything you just said. And I think when things are meant to be, like you said, if you want it bad enough, it will happen. And that's totally like the mantra I have in my life now and in my business, because I mean, I have an online business and anybody that knows me is like, you are not a tech savvy person. And the only way that like I've been able to make that happen is through sheer determination. Like, honestly, that's the only way <laughs> just because I wanted it. And I, I just knew that nothing was going to stop me because I wanted it that bad. Mm -hmm. And this might pique your interest as well. Have you ever heard of Zha Zhang, the rejection guy? No. So you might want to look into him. I did a podcast interview with him. You can listen to that as well, but I would recommend you just go, um, search for him. I'll have a link to his stuff on the show notes for this. He did a project called 100 days of rejection. And it's inspired me a lot to do what we're talking about. Just reach out and ask and like, not be afraid to ask. And my, um, so like for this Europe trip, I reached out to a family member who owns hotels around Europe said, Hey, <laughs> can I stay at them? And I ended up being able to stay at these hotels for free. And it was like incredible. And my, um, my flight there was free because I used my travel points that I pay my rent with. So I got, and I just, I found, I t found a time to go. That was the cheapest to get tickets, which was like 500 round trip from here to Germany, 500 round trip, which is ridiculous. And I had 503 points or miles, whatever, um, or the equivalent of money was 500. And so that was covered. And then I got to stay at these hotels for free. And like, all I had to pay for was food. And I have so many listeners of the show in Europe and I met up with them. We had great time. So I had company. It just worked out so easily. If I was too scared to ask, I would have stayed in hostels the whole time or bought my own hotels, which is fine. It's just a lot more expensive or in the hostels case, it's really annoying. And I wouldn't have really liked that or enjoyed that as much. So I just asked and like, I'm not afraid to ask. And Zha Zhang, the rejection guy, he had this project called 100 days of rejection. So what he did is he went out, he had such a fear of rejection of like, not and this, this ties into manifestation because you're not afraid to ask for things. That's kind of the tie here. But he did this thing where he recorded him asking ridiculous favors to people just to see what they would say. And his goal was to get rejected. So he toughened himself up from rejection. And now he has done a TED talk on it. He's written books on it. He is incredible. But for anyone that's like, ah, oh, that's cool for you guys, but like it couldn't happen for me, check out Zha Zhang and start there with your fear of rejection. And I think that helps a lot with the actual taking action part of manifestation. Totally. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm going to have to check him out. Okay. So now I want to ask you about the food aspect because that yeah. must be a little challenging to eat in a way that really nourishes your body in a tiny home or is it not? Am I just making that up? Uh, well, it's definitely not been without its challenges because, I mean, we don't have we don't have a full kitchen. So we do have um, a microwave and like a, a full size refrigerator, which is really nice. So we can fit a lot of like fresh produce in there. And then we have like a, a George Foreman grill. So, oh, and like a rice cooker and blender. So we have a couple appliances, just not like a full oven or anything like that. And at first it was kind of hard, but I guess in the same way that you know, minimalism has taken over like every other aspect of my life. It's actually kind of nice because I, I know, I mean, there's only 
we only have, you know, a couple options of things that we can make that are all, I mean, usually our meals look like, you know, some rice, vegetables, and then whatever kind of meat or protein we're cooking on the grill. So, and then like smoothies. Um, but it's, it really kind of takes out the stress of like, oh my gosh, what am I going to cook tonight? Like I need to meal plan this week, whatever. I mean, we don't really have the option of making, you know, exotic or exciting dishes so we just I mean it takes out a lot of the brain power I guess of like trying to think about that that does sound like a bit of a relief and I'm assuming y'all go out to eat then as well and enjoy that. uh yeah we do sometimes um and we have a couple restaurants that are a little bit pricey but we kind of we eat in most of the time and then for special occasions we'll go get some nice fresh fish or something Lovely. so that's okay. really yeah now with this relationship stuff i'm so interested to hear how you can yeah. do this with another human being like <laughs> okay so i've lived with someone once and we had the two bedroom apartment and that was a challenge i'm gonna say that's because we weren't like supposed to be together like we weren't really like the perfect couple or anything so that's why it was such a challenge but i'm sure with someone that you're truly madly in love with and it's good with like living together is cool it's nice it's good it's smooth it's easy um, but what about doing it in a hundred and what, 20 square feet? Like, yeah. how do you do that? <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, now I think at first, I think I would say the hardest part was when we first had our tiny house in Colorado. Cause that was kind of our first taste of like, oh my gosh, we're in such a tiny space together all the time. Like, how do we make this work? Um, but now it's just kind of second nature. And I mean, both of us, our work full time. So it's not like, I mean, that's always everybody's first question. Like, how do you not kill each other? <laughs> and it's like, well, we're not, you know, inside the hut, just us two, like 24 hours a day, you know, we both work and we're both out, you know, going to the beach and doing various things. And, you know, the only time we're really in it together is at night before we go to bed. So, um, it, I, I feel like I should have a better answer for this, but I just, and I feel like almost kind of a jerk <laughs> just saying this, but like, it's, it's not that bad. I don't know. I, I could imagine that. Um, I mean, there have been times when I definitely, the two of us, when I'm like, okay, I need to like go for a walk or something because I need my own space, but it's, it's never really been a huge problem. Well, I think you should own that instead of saying that you, f- you feel like a jerk saying things are good. <laughs> things are good. Yeah. Like, don't water that down. You know, I, I feel like as women, we're supposed to be like, oh, it's a struggle. It's so hard. Girlfriend, I relate to you. But right. no, if things are good, like own that. And that actually is going to give people like I, I feel like it would give people inspiration and, and excitement to be like, yeah, things can be better or easier if if they're currently struggling. I think that's great. Totally. Yeah, I feel like it's definitely <laughs> a good way to bond with your partner as well. I mean, if you have a problem, like you're, you better expect to get over it in the next hour because what else are you going to do? I mean, (laughs) you don't really have another choice to like go sit in the basement. You know what I mean? So Mm. that's true. I didn't think about (laughs) that. But that, that, I mean, that I think is really good for me too. Cause I've, I've always been kind of the person that wants to like hide from, you know, hard feelings. And so being, having to confront things head on if there ever is an issue is actually kind of really helpful to me. So has it encouraged you to say you, you confront it head on? Has it encouraged you to like remain open? Cause this is something that I've been talking about a bit just to my clients and like on, 
uh, other podcasts, but like learning to remain open with your partner instead of shutting off. Cause yes, you may be the type of person that wants to walk away, but what about your heart? Because you can still be in the same place and have your heart closed. So I'm wondering if you've been able to like confront this with him, but also like have a open heart where you can let it go after the fight has happened or after y'all have worked through it by talking emotionally. Has that improved as well? Yeah, totally. I, I definitely, yeah, understand what you're saying. And yeah, I, I think that that has been huge too. I mean, just being able to get over things quickly. I mean, process the feelings obviously, but just get over them and just, um, I don't know, know that it's not, I don't know where I'm going with that. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, I definitely hear what you're saying for sure. So in your opinion, being a digital nomad, what would you say maybe two of the biggest highlights and then two of the lowlights? And for people that are like, what? Digital nomad? Just like working from around the world or working for yourself on your computer, being anywhere. So, yeah. Uh, Well, highlights, I'll start with that. I'd say for sure being able to make my own schedule and not not usually having to set an alarm in the morning, which is just like so amazing to me. I love that so much. Um, another, do you say two, two highlights and yeah, two lowlights? You can do more. I'm absolutely open to that, but. Okay. Um, highlights. Yeah. I, I just think the flexibility of being able to work from wherever, I mean, I can work from inside the hut. I can, you know, go to the park or to the beach if I wanted to. I've never worked from the beach, but I could potentially if I wanted to. Um, is just so amazing. And I, I just am the type of person that like, I don't like being told like, these are the hours you need to come to work. And this is what you need to do. I totally like to just do my own thing whenever I want to do it. So um, that has been t- absolutely the best part of being a digital nomad, I think for me, and then low lights. Um, I mean, it's definitely not without its challenges trying to, you know, have good internet and um, sit in a comfortable place when you have a you live in a tiny house. I mean, I don't have like a, a desk or anything. So I kind of if I'm working from inside the hut, I'll like prop the computer up on a dresser and like <laughs> kind of make do that way. Uh, so that's definitely challenging. And then, like I said before, just not technology is um, I mean, and this is something I'm trying to like get over as a belief that I've constantly been telling myself my whole life that I'm not good with technology, but just having to for something that doesn't necessarily come naturally to me, having to learn the ins and outs of the whole online space is definitely a challenge. But I feel like I've made so many strides. I've gotten so much better. It's like incredible to see how far I've come. Yeah, because that honestly takes me by surprise. I would have never thought that by looking at your stuff. Like, I mean, just the fact that you have a online business (laughs) means you are 90, you're better than 90% of the rest of the world, I think, (laughs) social media and online. And and it's not without its challenges for everyone. Like, I still, excuse me, I still get like so frustrated sometimes with when I have to connect, like, this website's software to this website software for this third party software to work and a smooth stream. And it's so frustrating. And that's when I'm like, I hate doing this. I just want to work for someone and make it simple and blah, blah, blah. But like, yeah, you know, everything has its ups and downs and it's perks and it's not so lovely parts of having a business, but 
Yeah, I mean, from an outsider's perspective, it looks like your like your Instagram is on point. I've, I know that it's very. Branded. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's thank lovely. you so much. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. Of course, because you do. You have a good vibe of like here is good food and here is good soul food. It's like a good combination of let's talk about life, let's talk about food, let's talk about minimalism. Like it's well rounded, and that's what I like, and that's why I wanted to have you on because it's not just like food, 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 which I, I'm not interested in that anymore, but you're interested in like lots of different things of just living a, a very vibrant lifestyle. And that's why I, th- I think it's awesome to have you on here is because I think that's ultimately what everyone wants is a very vibrant type of lifestyle, not just with their food, of course, but with their emotions and, and decluttering both their physical and their mental life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's kind of the direction I'm, I'm glad you said that. That's kind of like the direction that I'm going. Cause I think starting out with trying to inspire people in the food realm, but I'm kind of moving more towards like, okay, you know, food, that's great. But it's, it's kind of what's been on my heart lately is just, I want to inspire those people that really dream of, you know, living an epic life that you're worthy of that. Like you can make that happen if you, if you want to do that. And, um, obviously it's going to have its challenges, but I, I truly believe that, like we said before, if anybody has that dream, like you can make it happen. There might just be a couple things that you need to prioritize first. Exactly. Exactly. It kind of breaks my heart when I get emails or Instagram messages from people saying, it's so cool. I love following your journey traveling, but like that, I could never do that. So I'll live vicariously through you until I can. And that's just like, oh, right in the heart. Like, I'm just like, no, you can. Like, you can do it. It's not hard. Everyone, right? <laughs> everyone is nervous their first big trip. Everyone is. When I first went to Thailand last year for two weeks, I picked something safe. I did. I don't mean safe as in. I mean, yeah, it was safer, but I mean safe as in in my comfort zone. So I did a retreat and that was like a great starting point because the shuttles were taken care of. Like they held my hand when I asked questions about passports. Like it was nice. And then of course, a month later I booked a one way back to Asia and I spent three months there cause I was obsessed, but like do something small that can at least get you, it can be big, but do it in a way that feels safer, feels more comfortable. Like you have someone you can go to with questions, but do it, like do it. And if you're like, money's an issue, then talk to me because I have all these different ideas of money. Cause I, I literally spent like four months studying minimalism and travel hacking before I went on that trip nonstop, just so I can learn how to like hack flights, get flights for almost nothing. And that's how I was able to go to Bali for free and Europe for free and still work while I was doing it. Gosh, I'm just like, but yeah, it's great. But at the same time, like with the downsides, oh my gosh, it is, it is hard. Like it's, it's good that you are staying still where you are. You're not traveling all over like in a van or something. Cause that would be just way hard and all what you're doing already is like pretty tough. It's, it takes a lot of patience, but I know those struggles of being a digital nomad, especially when you mentioned like the internet and the comfortable positions, yeah. like in <laughs> Vietnam and in, um, Bali, I experienced that a lot. Well, probably Bali because the internet was so sketchy everywhere. And like, I just wanted to like write and communicate with people on the other side of the world. And I couldn't, and it was so frustrating. And I think that was one of the hardest things for me, you're still in America, but like that was, I just felt so 
disconnected and at times a little lonely. So there are the downsides. It's not all like, this is the dream life you have to have, but this is a life that you can have. That's the point. Exactly. And I feel like if that's so true, like what you said about doing your research and travel hacking and like trying to to find a way to do it. I really believe if you have that like desire in you, there is a way you just have to figure it out. <laughs> exactly. There's a way. And there's always um like couch surfing. If you want to like not even pay anything, there's a website called couch surfing where you just surf on people's couches, which is pretty cool. Um, totally. Or I think there's another one. It's called like woofing. Oh yeah. Have you heard of that? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's an op- it's, it's like WWO. I don't know F w, maybe yeah yeah and 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 uh, you can go basically you you trade food and accommodation for work and I almost did that in Australia actually I was gonna work with a woman on Bondi Beach and help her get her online business started and just help her around the house in exchange for staying at her place and it was so it was going to happen and I was so excited but then I was like nope I need to go home I need my apartment I need my dog I need this and that. But yeah, that is a great way. And I just had a guy named Jake Heilbrunn on the podcast where we talk about that. If anyone's like, oh, that sounds cool. He did that. We had a whole chat about it. So you can check that out as well. Um, so I want to ask you, what, where else do you see yourself, if you see yourself anywhere else, traveling or living? What's on your bucket list? Ooh, uh, well, definitely. So I know that Maui is always going to be kind of like our home base, but I definitely within the next couple of years see us traveling abroad I really I would love to go live in Europe um so we actually we're going to Portugal Spain and and Paris in May so that's really exciting um and we like you were saying about how you found like ridiculously low airfare I don't on my birthday I just randomly decided to look up airfare and from Maui to Paris was I hope it's not like taboo for me to say but I'm just gonna say they were four hundred dollars round trip from Maui to Paris. I, and I was like, I don't even care. It's, that's a sign from the universe. I'm buying our airfare right now. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so we're going there next, but I do kind of envision seeing myself like living in Europe and working from there and traveling around. And I would love to go to Asia too. I think Thailand looks amazing. I've never been there. So Oh my gosh, you have such an exciting trip ahead of you. I didn't get to go to Spain, but everyone that was like, Oh, you're going to Europe. Go to Spain. Go to Barcelona. Go to Spain. Um, that's where you just said you were going to, right? Yes. Yes. Okay, cool. I'm yeah. so excited. You're yeah. going to probably love that. I mean, I wouldn't know, but I assume you will. Um, Paris was interesting. It wasn't exactly what I imagined, but I also went probably one of the worst times when it was raining <laughs> every day. Oh, just, bummer. Yeah. It rained almost my entire trip. Like it rained or it was overcast. I bought a new pair of sunglasses to go on this trip and I was gone for a month and I didn't wear them once. So, yeah. Oh, my gosh. That kind of stuff. But, you know, it's like that's what I I mean, that's why I paid five hundred dollars for ticket because not many people travel at that time. So I knew that was going to happen. Yeah, it was fine. I just have to make sure I had an umbrella. And that's (laughs) that's great. Yeah. Those are some great places that you want to live. And then, of course, you can't have a conversation around minimalism without talking about clothes. Oh, yes. Not having lots of clothes. So (laughs) how many do you can you count like how many pieces of articles of clothing that you have? Do you know how many? Uh, I haven't counted, but I have. I basically just have one little one dresser with like three drawers. 
of clothes. So I would say, but actually I'm even looking at them now and I'm like, I, there's actually a lot that I could still get rid of. Cause I really probably wear the same clothes like on repeat every week, pretty much. Um, especially working at home. Like if I don't really go out in public or see anybody and my clothes aren't dirty, I'll just wear them again. Like the next day, I really don't care. So, uh, but I would say probably, I don't know, maybe 30 ish items. And I have three pairs of shoes. That's yeah, that's not much at all. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Definitely very minimalist. Uh, But I mean, the, the kind of cool thing is, if I do buy anything new, we kind of have this like rule where where if I buy something, then I'll have to donate or get rid of something else. So it's like never piling up on top of each other, just because we don't really have the option with the amount of space that we have right now. But it's really good. Because I think like, if you live the bigger of a place that you live in, the easier it is, I think, to just accumulate stuff just because it you're not forced to throw it away. So um, that's kind of a good way to stay. <laughs> yeah, it is. Track. Do you still feel, this is kind of a personal question, I guess, but do you still feel like really like sexy when you wear certain things? Because for me, when I brought, when I packed my bag, I brought only a few pieces of clothing and ended up wearing all of it. And I started to feel really like blah wearing these same clothes. Granted, they probably weren't the cutest. They were like travel clothes where I know I'm not going to be going out and dancing and all this stuff. So that's probably one of the reasons. But do you still feel like really good in your skin when you wear certain clothes, like even if you wear them all the freaking time? Yeah, I mean, I think... A lot of the clothes I wear, I mean, obviously during the day, I'm in a lot of just kind of like athletic type clothes. Um, But I do, I would say the kind of interesting thing about living in Maui is, especially now, I mean, I'm also in a bathing suit a lot of the time. And that is something I never thought that I would say this, but I, I feel really good and really sexy when I'm wearing a bathing suit. So I think that that's kind of a good way to offset the, if I'm ever feeling kind of like frumpy in my like athletic clothes, when I put on a bathing suit and I'm at the beach, I, I feel really good about my body and, and the way that, I don't know, just how I feel doing that. Oh, so, yay. I love which that. is, thanks. And I, I hope that, you know, that I can in a way inspire people to, to, because I, like, I, I honestly never thought that I would feel like that. And I don't know if it's changed with age or just my mindset or honestly living in a place where everybody is so relaxed and there's just less focus on, um, on your body and body image and being perfect, I think is just really amazing. Absolutely. I, I'm very body positive. That's one of the reasons why people, you know, resonate with this podcast and my work. At the same time, I'll share that like being in a bathing suit still isn't like the most comfortable state for me. And I don't, I don't think it's because of my body. I think it's because the baby bathing suits, like I just can never seem to find a bathing suit where I feel good in there. It's not a mindset body thing. It's just that like bathing suits where I'm shopping, like I just don't like them. Do you have any places that you're like, this is a great place to find a good bathing suit. Yes. Um, there is a place here. I, I think they sell it online too, but it's called Pakaloha and they have, um, there, most people would probably look at them. They're kind of, if you've ever seen like Brazilian cut bottoms, they're very like your butt cheeks are going to hang out. But, and it's so funny because I'm like all about them now. And I feel like they are so much more comfortable than being like, 
restricted by your yes. bathing suit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, so maybe, I'm maybe you need one that. of those. I'm okay. Glad you that because I was thinking the other, the other night I was like, okay, um, summer's coming up and I'm going to need to go swimsuit shopping. Where should I go? And when I think about swimsuits that I think I'd feel the most comfortable in, it's always those. And it's, it's weird because like you think it'd be the opposite, but like, yeah. I like my butt the most when I'm wearing something that's not like a bikini brief, like underwear. Yeah. I'm like, Neh. but when I wear like something that's like a little more revealing or, or less, I just feel less constricted. And though there's more like skin and cellulite and whatever, it just feels better. It does. I totally uh, could not agree more. You'll, yeah, you definitely need to check them out. And they're super, their cuts are super flattering. And I just love the fact too that on like their website, they use people, like they use girls that are just normal looking. I mean, it's not like everybody's a runway model. And I just love that. So, um, they're really, the fit I think is meant for like everybody. Okay. And what's it called one more time? Um, it's Paka Loha. So it's P A K A. L O H A. I think I can send you a link if you want after, but yeah, they've got some cute stuff. I will have a link to that on the show notes for this. So anyone can check it out. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, this has been such a great chat. Thank you so much. Yes. I loved it. Well, thank you so much. Yes, of course. I mean, I was so excited to have you on here before we head on over to the quick fire round where I'll ask you a few questions. Where can people find you online? Yeah, so my website is rebelnutrition.com and then Facebook and Instagram are both at rebelnutrition. So those are the best place. I love Instagram, so definitely come there if you want to hang out and see what see what it's like in the hut. <laughs> Perfect. And I will make sure that I have those on the show notes for this. And do you ever do like do you ever do like tours of Instagram story of like what your place looks like cuz I would love to watch that. I have before. I haven't in a while, but I was actually thinking about doing that again. Yeah, because it's kind of funny. Our, we have an outdoor shower that's like looks like it's in the jungle. So I thought people might be interested in seeing that. Okay. So that's cool. You should yeah. do that. I'm going to invite you to do that today. <laughs> okay, I, I will. I will. I definitely will. I'll either do it today or tomorrow and I'll tag you in it so you can Perfect. watch. <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, cool. And now for the quick fire round. Okay. They're kind of hard, but just do the Uh-oh. best you can. <laughs> All right. What are, what are three words to describe you? Ooh. Uh, I would say authentic, silly, and kind. Those are good. What did you or what will you have for breakfast? Ooh, I had a, and I pretty much have the same exact thing every morning, but I had a smoothie bowl with some, so it was just like frozen berries, um, some collagen peptides and Vega protein, and then like some local fruit. And then I put coconut, coconut butter and coconut flakes on top of it. Delicious. It was so good. What's your morning routine like? So I... I don't usually set alarm an alarm, which is amazing. And I, but I still usually wake up relatively early. Um, and then the first thing I always try and do is just like before I even get out of bed is just like kind of sit and think about what I'm thankful for. Even if it's just for like a minute, I just like say thank you about a couple things. Um, and it just kind of really helps me like set the tone for the day before I look at my phone or anything. Um, so that I do that every morning and then, um, I usually wake up pretty hungry, so then I'll have breakfast, but then I usually try and do like a little bit of journaling. And then I have this, uh, 
card deck. It's like a Gabby Bernstein miracles now. And I'll, I'll pick a card from there and just kind of start my day with that. So that's awesome. Oh, I love it. Sounds kind of like, yeah, it's a good, good routine. Thanks. Um, what's the most exciting thing in your life right now? Just uh, the trip coming up we have in May, I'm just so excited for. And I, I don't know, I'm really just excited about life in general right now, but I would say that that trip for sure. Good, good place to be. Do you have Thank any you. pet peeves? Oh, I was thinking about this the other day. What was it? Uh, I, I'm not, I don't really have any pet peeves of like little things like people chewing or anything like that. But one of my big pet peeves I would say is like, people that complain about things, but then don't, don't Mm. take any steps to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, that's a good one. I mean that, cause that affects, that affects everything. That affects all the energy as well. Totally. And I feel like I, I, and maybe this is why it bothers me, but I kind of get sucked in and I really want to help them like, Oh, you could do this. Or what about this? Or what about this? But then like, if they don't take the steps themselves, it just like, I'm like, ah, come on. <laughs> yeah. And you're kind of like, this is like valuable insight and information. Yeah, like people pay exactly. me for this and I'm giving it to you for free. Take it. <laughs> exactly. What is your biggest quality turn on in your husband? Um, or a big one. Cause I know it's hard to say the biggest, but a big one. I would just say being him being really thoughtful and like doing just little things that he knows I'm really going to appreciate. Like even whether that's just like, I don't know, cleaning up while I'm gone or uh, I don't know, like I'm not big into gifts, but like acts of service that he does if he'll like clean for me while I'm gone or like do my laundry or anything like that that like while I'm busy and then I am surprised by it I just think that's like so thoughtful and such definitely a a big turn on for me so sweet that's so nice who are the three (laughs) people you'd invite to your perfect dinner party dead alive you can know them you cannot know them anyone Oh, well, I'll say Anthony Bourdain since we talked about him for sure. Um, Yeah, that'd be really fun. Anthony Bourdain. uh, Maybe. Maybe Gabrielle Bernstein. I just read her her book. um, The Universe Has Your Back and was really inspired by that. So I'd say her and then maybe Mariah Cause. I don't know if you know who that is, but she started like this seven figure business from she started it when she was living in her van. And so she's like a huge inspiration to me and I love following her stuff. So, Oh, cool. I'll, I'll have a link to her stuff on the show notes. Cause I want to check that out as well. Yeah. So yeah, it's femtrepreneur. I think she's got like a whole online business and oh. courses and stuff. So cool. What is your favorite meal right now? Favorite meal right now? I'd say ahi poke. Have you ever had that? Yeah. It's, is that like ahi tuna? Yeah, yeah. So it's like cubes of like the ahi tuna, and then they it's pretty much like everywhere here in Hawaii. But it's it's like the cubes of ahi tuna, and it's marinated with like soy sauce and I don't know a bunch of other different like spices and scallions, and then it's served with like usually some like avocado or over rice or like sweet potato chips or something. It's so good. I'm missing Hawaii so much right now. I'm just oh my gosh, <laughs> you need come out here. We'll, I, know. I would love <laughs> we to go shopping and get you a cheeky bikini bottom. This and <laughs> needs to happen. Sounds yeah. so good. I would love awesome. to do that. That'd be amazing. Like I want to do one of my next retreats there. So maybe, <sighs> maybe. This oh my happen. gosh. It, it's, it needs to happen. It does. 
Okay, if love tasted like a flavor, what would it be? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I would say like that flourless, really, really dark chocolate cake. Like that is so, so good. I feel like there's like a couple foods that you just have like a sensual experience when you eat. And that is one of them. <laughs> I absolutely agree. That's like what I look like when you imagine someone eating a sensual piece of chocolate cake. That's what I look like when I eat peanut butter. I'm just, Oh <laughs> yes. yeah. Like you have to force yourself to slow down because it's just like, Oh my God. It's so good. <laughs> oh yes. Okay. Last two questions. What is one must read book? Uh, to be honest, I don't read a lot, but like I said, I, I do love audio. So I just listen to universe has your back on audio. So that one I'd say for sure, uh, for people. And then I also am listening to, uh, lucky bitch by Denise mm-hmm. Duffield Thomas, which is really good too. I love that. Did you see I had her on? It was great. Yeah. A couple, yeah. A couple months ago. Yeah. That was so excited. She's so awesome. I haven't read any of her other books, but I just started that one and it's so amazing. Last question. If you had a movie about your life, who would you cast to play you? Oh my gosh. Um, maybe who is that girl? What's her name? Um, maybe like Mila Kunis. I don't know. I feel like we look somewhat similar. We both have dark hair and are like kind of short, but um, I, I would say I, I just love her. I think she's hilarious and I think she's really just authentic and herself. So she's adorable. I love that. That's, that's great. No one's ever said that. Good oh, thing. good. <laughs> thank you. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Amy, for coming on the show and I'm sure inspiring thousands of people listening right now to, you know, book a trip and check out minimalism and minimize their lives and their the decluttering and all of that wonderful stuff that we chatted about. So thank you. Thank you so much. I hope so. Thank you so much for having me. Wonderful. Now, everyone, we had a lot of things we talked about in the show. So make sure you go to the show notes for this episode, maddiemoom.com slash Amy dash rude. <laughs> so you'll have to look at her name to know how to spell that on your <laughs> iTunes, whatever you're listening on. But anyways, check that out. They'll have all the links on there. And if you haven't downloaded your free gift on my website, please do that. And I will see you guys next week.